podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are back with another match reaction, an instant match reaction. The match literally finished 10 minutes ago. So uh, me and um, this absolute stranger to the channel um, are here to break it down for you guys. Please give a warm welcome back to Mike, who... And then I was in work for nine o'clock. Um, wait a minute. There you go. I was uh, go. clearly rusty. Uh, yeah, no, I got back yesterday at six thirty. I was back in work at nine o'clock. So uh, it's a long, it's a long, wow. long day yesterday. But but we're back and back to winning ways too. So I've came back at the right time. Avoided all the drama you guys had to deal with. Yes, I mean a lot happened while she was away. We'll get into bit. that another time. But we've got a game to talk about today. Uh, getting some comments, Georgie up the Reds and f the rest. We'll get onto that. That's a big talking point. Um, Anfield lad says, "Big up TT, big up yourself, mate." Sobo has that KDB potential. What a play he is! And um, Sobo and Diaz are contenders for man of the match. Yes, they certainly are. Just a quick announcement, guys, before we do get into this, I'll probably go into depth um, much more on the uh, Newcastle preview show. But the channel, thanks to your guys' continued support over the last year, especially in the last three or four months, uh, is now monetized. So you guys um, have just absolutely smashed out the park with viewership and subscriptions and everything. So massive thank you to you guys. Just want to make it perfectly clear straight off the bat. Super chats are available as of now, and we are working on channel memberships, which hopefully will be in place for the next stream. Um, one thing on the super chats and channel memberships, any single penny or amount raised goes straight back into the channel. Me and Mike aren't going to go and treat ourselves to a pair of trainers or anything like that. It all goes straight back in. We can get guests on. We can improve what you guys are seeing right now. Every single penny goes straight back into the channel. So once again, a massive, massive thank you for you guys uh, for making that possible. It's something we've been working on for a long time. So the channel is now good to go. Um, Let's get into it, Mike. Straight away, unchanged lineup from the draw at Stamford Bridge. When I seen the lineup, mate, I just thought, yeah, let's go again, sort of thing. I didn't want um, Gakpo to play in the midfield. I had to be said, said it in a preview show as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really see anything wrong with the lineup. Did you? Yeah, I've similar similar feeling to be honest. Like, I'm happy with the players that are on the pitch. It's where they're playing that I think was the issue. I like McAllister. I love McAllister. Seeing him in the six. It's frustrating than seeing Gakpo, who we all love, in the eight or eight ten role. Again, it's it's frustrating because we know the level up we'll see in performance when they're playing in the right position. So yeah, same feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about the start of the game. We are gonna do this one quicker than we normally would, guys, because there is a lot of mm. football on this evening. So we're probably gonna try to do this within 30, 40 minutes so we can all go and watch the game. Uh, mm. a few more comments here. Evening from Sambo, that McAllister red card has to get overturned, and surely we'll peel peel that. We'll get on to that, guys. We'll do the order of the game as, as best as we can. Uh, but let's talk about the start, Mike. It was very frantic. It was very nervy in the ground, I feel like. Obviously, I wasn't there today. But you could feel like there was some sort of tension and Allison was making mistakes for the offside goal. I don't see why he was that far out. Um, but yeah, that first opening 15, 20 minutes, mate, 
yeah, it wasn't great, was it? To watch? No, it wasn't. I, I think, uh, you know, I don't know how everyone else felt watching it. You know, I want everyone comment how you guys felt in the first 20 minutes. I know for me personally, it, it was the worst that we could have started. It really was. Everyone didn't look comfortable. The back four looked very nervous. Allison, who's normally so composed on the ball, panics quite a few times. Um, and, you know, we can talk about the goal itself. I mean, what were your thoughts? You know, you see that you see that moment. You see the ball given away the way it is. What were your thoughts in that moment, Ben? What are you thinking? Just, I don't know. I just thought, like, the whole first 20 minutes was so unlike Alisson. And I know he's had, he's had games before in the past where yeah. he's been sloppy. But I just feel like in that first 20 minutes, there was a whole communication thing as well with Trent and the other defenders. It just seemed all over the place. Not sure if it's the setup or what, but mm. I, I think maybe they were just surprised by Bournemouth a bit, mate. To be honest, because we know the Bournemouth of old would have probably parked the bus for the whole game and maybe tried to counter attack. But Bournemouth kind of brought the game to us, and I think that may have caught us off guard a bit. I think we was expecting them to be a bit more passive and a bit more defensive. But to their credit, they came to Anfield and they, they tried to leave with something. And, you know, I, I have to respect that because a lot of teams come here and just make it a horrible game and see if they can get a point. But yeah. fair play to them. They came here with a plan, um, executed it in the first 20 minutes. But I just think, you know, if you don't get your goal in that time, sooner or later at Anfield, Liverpool are going to wake up 90% of the time. So yeah. I think that's what we did. Um, but it didn't happen until we did actually concede an onside goal. Um, poor touch from Trent Alexander-Arnold. It wasn't his best game today. Obviously, the injury is another thing, which we'll get onto in a bit. But yeah, Van Dijk, I don't think there's anything wrong with that pass. I think you're no. expecting a player as good as Trent to be able to control that and sort of move it on. It's the first it was touch, just sloppy, it? wasn't it? Yeah, and it's almost, as soon touch. as that first touch was made, it was a disaster. Yeah, it, it, it was. I think... If there's one thing I took from the first half, which was consistent, Canate didn't have an outlet, right? So Canate didn't have an outlet on the right side. He was covering that whole area, which meant there was very little option for Van Dijk in terms of who he could really give the ball to. There's always a player on Canate. Gives it into Trent. You've got Trent and McAllister there. Now, I've seen a few people go, this is why we need a six. For me, that's that wasn't an exact. We need a six. We obviously need a six. But that wasn't an example of why. For me, that's an example of why Trent right now is not right in midfield. I don't mind him in this inverted role, but him receiving the ball to take it on the spin, he, he, his first touch is sloppy at times, and he was sloppy in this moment. And also, he's, he's not checked his shoulder. It's, it's the basics that you learn if you play midfield for 10 years, yeah. you know what I mean, leading up scan, to... Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just a scan. It's just like a little look on your shoulder. He didn't do it. He gives the ball away. Poor touch gives the ball away. Recovery, you know, everyone. fair enough, everyone did run, you know, like last season. I know it sounds, sounds a silly one, but we've seen a lot of people jogging in these moments. Everyone did sprint after it, which is great, but it was... Yeah, great, fair play, Robbo. Did really, I thought Robbo had a good game today, to be honest. Game, yeah. But Robbo did well to get the block in. Uh, it was a bit unfortunate that literally as Van Dijk and Robbo came together and came apart, that's what's created the gap where the ball's gone in. It's a good finish. Alisson couldn't do much about that. But to make the mistake earlier that we'd made a minute earlier to then still be sloppy for me, who, whoever's talking in midfield to Trent or talking in defence from Van Dijk or whatever, someone didn't get the message across to switch on. Simple as that. Like that—that that was the moment where whoever's in charge, which is meant to be a captain and your vice captain, tell you tell everyone to switch on. It's the vice captain who gives it away, which is, it's a shame, but it is what it is. Absolutely agree with what you're saying. It just it, it took us, the, I think, the goal to, and maybe yeah. in hindsight, that was the best thing that happened today because, you know, we were sort of playing on playing on the edge, just doing risky stuff for no reason, and 
it took the goal, I think, to sort of wake us up a bit. And the reaction was good, to be fair, from the goal. I was quite surprised. Mm. Even before we actually got the equaliser, there was a few moments where we, we created some good patterns of play and a few good corners went in. Virgil yeah. obviously hits the bar with, with the header. But um, the first goal was the Luis Diaz goal, which we'll get on to Luis Diaz in a little bit. But we'll talk about the goal for now. Luis Diaz is um, an incredible player. He's absolutely sensational. And I think, Mike, this is something that's always been criticised of Luis Diaz's end product. Is he going to get the goals? Like It's all well and good in being good on the eye. And that's mm. amazing. But is he going to get the goals? And so far, mate, you know, he, he, he scored a few in preseason. He's got one in the first two Premier League games. Um, he looked brilliant today, didn't he, Luis Diaz? He did. And you know what? He's causing a headache. He's really yeah, causing a headache, absolutely. and I, I, there's a great headache to cause because I think, yeah, you know, I, I said it in preseason, right? For me, in terms of the list of the forwards, he was bottom of the list. Not that he was bottom by you know by being bad by any means, because he's quality. But in terms of like who people fans want to start, I really felt like Diaz was at the bottom, right? And mm. the performance that he's put in today, uh, that he put in even against Chelsea, where a lot of people weren't phenomenal. You know, it solidifies why he currently is in the starting eleven and will continue to do so, uh, continue to be so. Uh, his improvisation, I think, is it, it reminds me of Sadio Mane, right? The ability to just improvise these moments. You know, the half bicycle kick or whatever you want to call it for his goal today was just it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's what we needed. We needed that spark. And I think a few times today, he just pulled off that little bit of magic, gets the crowd on the feet, gets the players looking up, and um, yeah, really special moment. What did you think of the goal? I know Luis Diaz has that in his locker, mate. I've seen him do, maybe not that, but I've seen him do so many, like, just incredible bits of solo play. Obviously, the Crystal Palace one from last season springs to mind. Mm. Um, he's just an instinctive player, and anything he does is just pure instinct. He never has to think about things twice. He'll just get the ball in those situations, and he'll do something crazy. Um, my only thing is now, there's been a few comments about it. We'll talk about it now. Um the injury, because I think we've seen when Luis Diaz has been injured before, he has tended to be out for, for quite a bit. So we don't know. We're not going to speculate on this channel. We're not going to melt down because these guys might be injured. We just got to wait and see what Klopp says. And I, doubt I think I missed get... that. Wait, Diaz went off injured? Was he actually yeah, injured? He, yeah, he, he went off injured, yeah. I thought he just went off. I thought he picked nah, up a knock. And I'm 99% just... certain he went off injured. Guys, let me know in the chat because he's, he's doubting me now. Oh, sorry, I will say my interpretation of that moment, and may, I, to be honest, to be honest, Ben, like I'm working from home, so I've got I had my laptop here watching. Yeah, the game yeah, no worries. Uh, he he was injured. Yeah, he went. Off yeah, because I knew he picked up the knock and he was being assessed, but yeah. it he felt was, like to me from what I've seen. Sorry, it felt like to me from what I've seen that it might have just been a, a precaution, you know. Uh, but we'll see. You know, if it is a groin injury, like uh, Sambas just said there. That's a shame. That is a shame because his injuries, like you say, they, they've affected his like in last season for obvious, obviously, and he's never really had a full season with us yet. Um, and that's a bit of a bit of a worry, isn't it? But this is the thing, mate. I'm gonna. We're just gonna have to wait and see what Klopp says. And yeah. if they are injured for a significant time, then we'll address it in the uh, yeah. Newcastle preview. There's no point, you know, speculating now. It could just be a little thing. Same with Trent. Yeah. Trent could have yeah. just been a little bit of contact and he's bruised himself or something so we're not gonna comment too much on the injuries as of yet unless we get some news as this stream is live which i doubt because it, it's not going to be a super long one today but no. um yeah we'll see what happens guys no need to panic until news is out you know you'll have these itks i'm pretty sure um the self-proclaimed doctors will say oh yeah that's a, <laughs> a grade two tier like shut up let's see what happens. um 
uh, yeah, man, the goal, I think, just sort of sparked a new lease of life into this team. And wasn't yeah. long after that, mate, Soboslai gets a penalty. Now, I've seen a mixed opinion on this. I want to get yours. For me, it's right. a pen. No more. You think it's a pen? Penalty all day long. Penalty all day. Chat, what do you guys think? Do you guys think it was a pen? What well, If you guys think it's a pen, it's a pen. I... I think it was a pen. I, I think he bought it because I, I mean, school, jumped... you when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, for me, he yeah. bought it. Like, I mean, he's jumped ten feet in the air. Fair enough. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's contact. It is a pen, but he made sure that we all knew it was a pen. You know what I mean? Um, I've got, I've got a United fan of mine who's a close mate of mine. Straight away, he messaged me saying, "I'm assuming there'll be massive uproar about this." Yeah, he was like, "Message." I'm assuming that the media will now cover this the next week, like we got last week. And uh, oh, no, shut no, up! No. <laughs> now, the thing is, though, Mike, we can agree. I can say agree. You can agree. The chat will agree that there was contact. So if there was contact, contact there, then it's a pen because yeah, yeah. exactly. Swifty says he did buy it, but the contact. But it was, was contact, there, and I agree. I'm in agreement. Yeah. You know. Uh, and to be honest, I, we kind of need players like that. I know it is what it is. You need players that are willing to take that risk. Some are too you know, honest. Too honest. And to be honest, I, I think we have too many honest players. Uh, Salas is way too honest, but I understand because he never got anything when he went down anyway. Um, yeah. You know, I feel bad for him, you know, in that respect. But Sabaslai, listen, he wins the penalty. Uh, maybe going forward, he needs to be the one taking the penalties too. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of uh, yeah. Salah's penalty, man? What do you think? I mean... It was Bournemouth last season he missed against, wasn't it? When he skied yeah. over the bar. So I wasn't like, I wasn't, Salah's weird to me, mate. Like I know mm. 95% of the time he is going to score, but I'm never convinced by his penalties. Like his technique, his run up, all of that just adds to the tension. And yeah, I wasn't surprised that he missed it. But I think as soon as I saw where the ball went, I knew he was going to be there to put it home. The only downside to this is from a selfish point of view, I made that guy my captain in FPL. So he gets minus points for the penalty miss, but then he gets a few points back because he scored. So um, at least I need to get complete... in an FPL, bro. I need to, I need, I should have, I should have got on one this season. I, I completely missed it while I was away. You got a TAT one. I don't think we advertised it enough to be fair. We should have done a few more tweets. Wide, but nah, it is sorry. what it is. Um, yeah. So two one up, mate. Let's mm. just go straight into the second half. McAllister's red card. Mad I can't one. remember what minute it came in. Do you remember? Yeah, like you're talking about it was, about, it was it? just just before the 70th minute because it was a long way to go in the game. Yeah, uh, so first reaction on that, mate. Well, t- to be honest, first time I've seen it, and uh, I will say at this point, uh, <laughs> I was not working. <laughs> I was very focused <laughs> on the second half, I'll tell you that. Uh, for, for me, listen, I, I didn't have the same reaction I think a lot of people I've seen on the timeline had. I can understand why he was given as a red initially. Right. Initially, I can understand why it was given as a red because, you know, studs were up. It's gone into a shin. I can understand why initially that's been given as a red. VAR not overturning it surprised me because for me, there's two players going for the ball. It is high, but it's not very high. I thought it would have been like a yellow. I think a red is very harsh, but I'd, I'd hope it'd be overturned. I'd hope it would be overturned because if it isn't, uh, oh, 57th. Wow. It was I didn't a lot realize earlier, it was that early, you know. Wow. 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 Do you know why? Do you know why? And I think to our credit, we think it was later into the game because I think the way we handled it was actually quite good. We scored straight away as soon as, yeah, and that already gives us a bit of a boost. And I know they had a couple of chances. Ali makes a save right on in the game, but we we never looked like it. Never, Yeah, it never felt like we had a man down, I don't think. No, I agree. Positive. Yeah, no, I think I, I, I think it was, the only moments I could see is obviously we had a mad down was when we'd be on the counter and there'd just be like one man in the middle of the park and then the forward three. I'd be like, right, okay. But I think, listen, 
I hope he gets overturned. Uh, if not, it's a one-game suspension. So that means he misses Newcastle. Um, not a game you want. I want him missing, if I'm honest. We need players like him in the Newcastle yeah, yeah. for the Newcastle game. I uh, fully expect him to start where Gak. I fully expected him to start where Gakpo was today, and for us to see Endo in the six against Newcastle. If I'm honest, now maybe we see Elliot, maybe we see Gakpo stay there. Not sure how I feel about that, but we'll see how see how it goes. Uh, come the preview. What were your thoughts on the red? Did you have a similar reaction, or were you yeah, just straight away honest, disappointed? To be honest, mate, as soon as I seen it, I I was like, what's happened? Because Correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see any Bournemouth players appeal really. The rep- no, the player, the player rubbed his shin. Obviously, I heard, but he didn't play act or anything. So you know, credit to the Bournemouth lads. Like no one went crazy for that, you know. McAllister um, was so surprised as well. Like, yeah. as, as soon as the card comes out, and I was certain it was going to go to VAR a hundred percent because it's just so soft. And if you go back to last season, I think it was Villa when Gakpo got studded in his chest and nothing came from that. So it's like, mm. what do you have to do to get a red card? What is a red card? What's not a red card? Yeah, you, but this is the I, thing. I, it's inconsistencies, isn't it? No no two yeah, refs are I, the same and how they see the rules. But I don't think it will get overturned because they'll say, was there mm. contact? Yes, there was. Was it dangerous? They'll probably say, yes, it was. Even though it's minimal contact. And yeah, in slow motion, when you slow it down, okay, yeah, it might look a little bit bad. But they'll have a definition to what a red card is and they'll see if it matches up with that. And if it does, no matter how harsh it is, they'll just say it's a red card, but it's a disgusting decision. Um, That's twice in a week now. I feel like I'm not blaming the officials for us not being at our best, but it seems like we've been a bit um, hard done by. I think Mm -hmm. last week uh, at Chelsea, there was a couple of things which were just absolutely shocking. Yeah. Um, well, hey, listen, Ben, we can start the conspiracies early. I'm all right. Listen, I'm down to get on the excuse train. Listen, yeah, the Ref no, Association are trying to stop us winning the league. I'm here for it. Exactly this, by the way. <laughs> Swifty says, Paul Tierney, what do you expect? 100%. Very true. Um, also, the moon says, how was Trent today? I missed the second half. I'll be honest. I'm ready for Trent to go back to playing where he was playing because I think in, in the second half, to his credit, he was finding himself down the right-hand side a lot more and towards the back end of the first half. And I feel like that's where we need Trent. In those situations, yeah, yeah, it's all good in being deep because he is good at playing football, but he can't get the angles. He can't do what he's done for the last five years from midfield, in my opinion. It's it's not what he's done. Um, I don't know what what you're saying, Mike. I I I see what you're saying. It just doesn't look right to me. I I think for me, right now, Right now, I, I give him the leniency of saying he's not got a six next to him. Because for for the first goal, it's his fault, and it's that that's simple as. But I think in terms of the actual game itself, until I see him alongside the six again, I won't, I'm kind of holding my judgment. Because when he was alongside Fabinho, that length of time when he was playing the invert alongside Fab, both of them played fantastically well. So if we find a six that can sit next to him and, the compliment, and they complement each other correctly... Maybe we see something else. But right now, I I don't like our formation on the ball when we're playing out from the back. Uh, don't get me wrong, when Trent gets the ball, he can spray it left and right. It's amazing. But Canate has so much space to cover if we lose the ball. Mm. that it, it, it terrifies me every single time. Plus, Canate never has an option unless Salah drops very deep. Um, and It just seems like we're asking a lot of certain players in these moments. But listen, I'm not a tactician by any means. I am just a fan, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, moving on from there, you know, going on to the positives, we go on man down, you know, still playing very positive football. And then we get the third goal through Sabah Slash shot into Diego Jar. What did you think of that goal, Ben? 
Well, first of all, mate, Jota did make me eat my words. I know it's just a bit of a tap-in, but that they are what you what you want from Jota. They are the goals he scores, right place, right time sort of thing. Um, and at half-time, I did say that I wanted him to come off for Nunes. Um, I thought like Jota, especially in the first half, was miles off it. His touch, his link-up play wasn't great. So I'm glad he proved me wrong. You know, I'm not one of these people that have an agenda and stick with it. I actually love Diogo. And every time I, I, I'm annoyed about a player, I feel like, you know what, this player's played badly. I do really want them to prove me wrong. And I left the tweet up. I could have deleted it. I left it there. Giotta gets his goal. Still don't think he was great today. It wasn't a, a good all-round performance from Diogo. But if he's putting the ball in the back of the net, then that's absolutely fine by me. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Obviously, if Diaz is injured... Um, Gat, uh, Nunes, sorry, comes on like Georgie says for seven or eight minutes. What's going to be the front three? We'll get to that in the preview show, which will be Thursday, I believe, Thursday night. So make sure you tune into that one. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Diogo is obviously an amazing option to have, and the depth we have in the front three, if Diaz is injured, you know, people have been sort of questioning, like, who is the front three? Well, this is exactly why we've got these options, isn't it, Mike? For when one of them gets injured, or if one of them has a bad game, you switch it up and you've got somebody ready to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, to be honest, I was hoping Nunes would get on sooner. Uh, but I understand, like, listen, new, when's the Newcastle game? Seven days away? Or it's not midweek by any means. Yeah, it's Sunday. There you go. So we got we got seven days of prep, really. Got tomorrow's recovery, and then we'll go from Monday. Um, so do I, I think we may see a slightly changed lineup anyway for Newcastle because they're a different type of side. We're away from home as well, so it wouldn't surprise me if we're, maybe it's a little bit different. But who knows? Maybe we'll just stick with what we know. I think Nunes is going to struggle to get into this front three at the moment, though, because I think once everyone's fit, Gakpo comes in for Jota. If Diaz isn't injured, then, you know, Diaz stays. If Diaz oh, is okay. injured, yeah, I... 100%. You know what I mean? But if Diaz is injured, I can see him putting Jota on the left. Uh, because to be honest, that's where Jota has played his best football for us. So it's, it's a hard one. I actually kind of get worried for Nunes because I want him to have a great season, but it's hard to have a great season if you're always on the bench. So... We'll see what happens. There's a lot of games to play, obviously. And uh, hey, he looked all right in his cameo. Came off, pressed very well, didn't he? So, you know, we'll, we'll move on from there. But what did you think of Savage Slide today? I think that's what everyone wants to talk about, really. You know. <laughs> yeah. On real play, mate. I've seen him. Obviously, I was at the Chelsea game last week, so I couldn't do a match reaction. I really wanted to be on it as well. Because I had a lot to say about him then. Um, look, when when Sabozlai comes in, everyone thinks he's like an attacking midfielder. He's going to bring the flair. He's going to score the goals. He's going to look good on the eye. This guy, to me, is much more than that. He's an engine room, but he's also got the flair. He has the technical ability. I don't want to disrespect him with what I'm about to say. So please do not take this the wrong way if you don't like the player I'm going to compare him to. He's a bit like Jordan Henderson, but a far, far better football player. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the engine room right hear me out on this one okay. if you remember prime Jordan Henderson yeah all right yeah constantly running up and down the pitch left to right he was absolutely everywhere Don't right exactly the same in that aspect but on the ball like with the ball at his feet passing the ball shooting dribbling crossing he is like astronom astronomically clear of him like to another level so I I'm not surprised you know, when people look at Dom, they're like, why are we turning him into a dog? I don't think we're turning him into anything. I just think he has that he has that engine inside him. And that was yeah. always something looked at. I maybe didn't really know about Sabasai. Didn't know he had that engine. I, I knew a bit about him, but 
mate, the way he's working for me, like when he when the whistle went at Stamford Bridge, he was just he wasn't exhausted because it, we we saw it, didn't we? Like in preseason, we saw him won the the lactate test. We heard all these reports about how much he loves to run. He said it himself, and I mm. think even after the lactate test in preseason, I don't go off on a tangent here, but he said he could have he could have carried on going. So. To have this sort of player in there, Mike, when we've lost legs, we've lost bodies. Like last season, when you look at the midfield and we saw how lazy and just finished they looked, really, when it came to that sort of yeah. part of the game. It's refreshing, isn't it, to see Sobosla playing in that way? No, absolutely. Listen, in terms of the Jordan Henderson comparison, I, I really hope you clip that and put that on Twitter. Just just for engagement purposes, it'll be hilarious. Uh because you'll get some funny comments, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I think all the people that we hop in the spaces with may block you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, listen, I think he, I see what you mean. I do. I think in terms of some qualities, in terms of his, his work rate and sort of leading by example on the pitch, consistently making those runs beyond Salah, beyond Trent, dropping in and filling spaces. He actually did really well. He's filling the spaces a lot better than I I thought he would. I, I made that comment to you in preseason. That, that was my worry, whether he'd be able to do that. Um and he shows that he can. And he's showing that showing that he can. And it makes me very excited going forward. Um, I think watching him, Mac, in midfield, just it's just nice, isn't it? It's just nice. Technically brilliant. Not injury prone thus far, touch wood. Um, they've got qualities at both the top and back of the pitch, you know. So it's it's exciting to watch. And uh, yeah, listen, he's got a threat from range. He's got a threat up close. He's great defensively. Baby KDB, as uh, Georgie said in the chat, you know, I can definitely see the qualities there. We'll see how he does over a season, but I really do think mm. he's going to contribute a lot, especially going forward, without a doubt. And by the way, without that release clause, I think this player would have been in that sort of 80 million bracket with what Leipzig yeah. would have wanted. So thankfully, without a doubt. George loves his release clauses and um, we managed to get him in. Yeah, but, see um, what we do with the rest of the window. Exactly. I think we're just going to keep it short and sweet for now. Uh, we're going to leave it there for the Bournemouth game. I don't think there's too much more to discuss and there's a lot of football on tonight and we all want to go watch it. So um, thanks for tuning in. Like I said, thank you for all your amazing support. Channel memberships will be ready in time for the next show we do, which is on Thursday. So keep your eye out for that. There's going to be exclusive perks that you guys can get if you become a channel member. It's not compulsory. There's no pressure to make anyone a channel member. And one thing that I can promise is it will never change the TAT pod um, viewing experience, you know, nothing's going to be taken away from people that aren't members. It just helps the channel grow. And it's if you guys want to support us, you can do it like that. So um, thank you for making that possible. Thank you for your continued support. And like I said, we'll see you guys on Thursday evening with a Newcastle fan as well, by the way. We've got a Newcastle channel coming on to discuss it with. So make sure you tune into that one and we'll see you then, guys. Take see care. you guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.